Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at network address translation characteristics. We'll be discussing IP ver version 4 private address space, what is NAT, how NAT works, and then finally, the NAT terminology. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. First, we'll need to talk about the IP version 4 addresses and what's available. IP version 4, we're running out of those addresses. Those addresses we can put on the internet, we can route traffic to, we are starting to run out of those addresses. To get them, you now have to go to somebody that has that owns a block of them, basically lease one of those out, pay a monthly rate, and they're becoming kind of scarce. When you set up your local area network, you're not going to go out and get a bunch of those publicly accessible IP addresses. What you're going to do is you're going to use the private IP addresses. Those private IP addresses are, are on our network, our local area network inside your company, inside those routers that are protecting you from the outside the internet. And those, those private IP addresses, they're not routable over the internet. When they get to the edge of the to the edge of your network, the router will discard them. They won't route them on to the internet. Now there's three ranges of private IP addresses. We have class A, class B, and class C. The class A is typically referred to as the 10 dot numbers. Class B is the 172.16. Class C is the 192.168 addresses. Those are the private ones that you can use in inside of your company. You don't have to go and register and say, hey, I'm gonna use it. When you run those private IP addresses on your internal network, you can't route them on the internet. And so when you want to have one of your internal PCs make a connection to the outside, like request a web page, you're gonna to have to do some sort of translation and it needs to be translated into a public IP address. And that's what happens down here. You have your internal network. We set it up using the 10.0.0.0 network. That address, we can't route across the network when it gets to our edge router here. That edge router is going to delete it. And so what has to happen is our router will take our internal address and translate it into a public IP address. And it'll translate it into a public IP address that we can route over the internet. Something like, 72.1.6.12 and it translates that in there and then that router makes a request on your behalf because it can it will send send that request to wherever you you wanted it to go but then that response will come back to that ip address so this this router right here is going to do some sort of network address translation for you the primary use of this network address translation of NAT is to conserve public IP addresses. NAT allows you to use on your network a private address. Here in this example, we're using the 10 dot numbers. This is a private non-routable IP address internally, and then that will allow your devices then to communicate out there. Typically, 
NAT happens on your edge router. So that router that sits between your network and the, the internet, your ISP, but it sits on this edge router. Here in our example, it happens to be router two. Typically, your network is a stub network. There's only one path on and off of your network. And so when one of these PCs, PC one down here wants to make a request to the web server way over across the internet, what it does is it makes a request, it comes up to the router because it has a private non-routable address, 192.168, when it gets up to that router, this is where that translation will happen. And so it won't, the router won't forward that packet on with that private IP address because it'll get, just get deleted. It will then translate it to a public address. One of the public addresses that are associated right here with this router. And that is typically done for internal devices that want to communicate with external devices. Devices on your network that want to connect with another device or service on the internet somewhere. Here we're going to have an example. The PC on the inside of your network has a 192.168.10.10 address. One of those private addresses not routable across the internet. And wants to send a request here to this web server. On the outside, it travels through the internet. That's what this cloud means right here. Is it, is, This is the internet. And that request makes it down to the web server eventually. Now, how this works, PC1 sends a packet addressed to the web server. So it comes up to R1, this packet. R1 looks through its routing table and says, in order to get to the web server at 209.165.200.1, we have to go this direction, whether it's next hop IP address or exit interface, whatever the routing protocol told us, we have to go in this direction. Then router two comes and router two is, you can think of this as the edge of your network. So on this side is your local area network. On this side is your WAN, your wide area network or the internet. And so we have the inside and outside of our network. It, that packet goes from R1 to R2. R2 sees that, R2 receives this packet in and it reads the source IP address. It reads that IP source IP address. It came from 192.168.10.10. So, so R2 needs to do some translation to that source address so that packet won't get deleted because if it sees a 10 dot address out there on the internet, it's just gonna delete that packet. R2 adds a mapping of that local to global address in its NAT table. So R2 creates a NAT table. And right here is an example of a NAT table. And it adds this information and it adds an inside local and inside global, outside local, outside global addresses to its table. So it can keep track of the information. Then R2 sends that packet with the translated source address. Cause once again, we can't forward that packet out with a 192.168 we translate it into a publicly routable IP address and we send it on to the destination. So we send it on, it hits the internet, gets routed through the internet probably several times until we get down into our web server. The web server then gets that packet in that HTTP request, processes it and then sends out an HTTP response. 
Now, when they send that HTTP response out, it doesn't go to the IP address of the client that's requesting it, it could, because it will never make it to 192.168.10.10. Because if we have, if we, if there's an address like that in our packet, we're just gonna that packet's gonna get deleted. And when we went through R2 here, we got rid of that private address and we put a public one in there. So what it does is it sends sends the web server sends it back using that public IP address, goes across the internet, makes it all the way to R2. R2 receives that packet in there with the destination address of this interface, because that was the source address leaving out, now it gets it back in with the source address. It checks its NAT table, it goes through the process here and it figures out, oh, the inside local address here is 192.168, Let's translate that back to an address we can use on the inside of our network because the, the 209.165 do not exist on the inside of our network. So we have to translate it back to what we can use, that information's in our NAT table. And so once we translated that destination address from a 209 back to our 192.168.10.10, we can then send it on its way, it goes back to R1, R1 can then deliver it to the PC. That translation happens on the edge router right here, allowing us to use internal addresses on our internal network or private addresses on our internal network, but yet still get information from the internet where those public IP addresses all live and work. If you like this episode on network address translation characteristics and you get value out of it and depending upon what platform you're using, please click the like button, give a five-star rating, subscribe to my channel, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. When we talk about NAT, there's some terms that we need to talk about. And it has to do with where the devices are located and how you are viewing the, lo the location of those devices. And there's two sets of two terms that we need to discuss. The first set of terms is inside and outside. The second one is local and global. The inside and outside. You can think of that as device location. Where is my device located? So inside and outside, this is device location where are my device is located now the inside is typically your local area network the outside is your wan if the device is located on your lan most likely it's going to have a private ip address here in this example we have pc1 it's on the local area network, it's inside, it has a private IP address of 192.168.10.10. When that information hits a router on the outs, outside of your network on the internet, and it sees a private IP address, that's going to get deleted. We can't route that across the network. Now, the outside is, is that device located on the outside of your network. This web server down here, located at 209.165.200, that's on the outside of your network. You have to go on the WAN to get there. It has a public IP address, meaning it's routable across the 
the internet and so traffic can get there. Then we have local and global. Now local and global is sort of like your point of view. Point of view. Where are you viewing this from? If it's local, once again, you're viewing this on the LAN. This is as viewed from the LAN, the inside of your network. If you're if you're if you're global, you're viewing this on the WAN, the wide area network, the outside, your inner from the internet is how you're viewing that. Now, this is sort of you, you take yourself and you put yourself, where are we viewing this from? If we take and put ourselves on the inside this network, the local area network here, this is a local connection. If you are viewing it from the outside, you're viewing it from the outside here, the internet, the world, the globe, this is a global connection. Let's work through those four address types. We'll start over here with the inside local. Once again, the inside outside is your device location. So this is the location of the device. And then this is your point of view. Where are you viewing it from? And so for our inside local, we are talking about the inside device the device is located inside, so this is PC1. And then your point of view is local. You're on the local internet. You're on the inside of your network. And so when you're on the inside of your network here, so you're, you're standing here, you're looking at PC1. That's what we're doing for our inside local address. What IP address are you going to use to get there? To get to this PC from the inside of our network, we're going to use the 192.168.10.10 address. That's what, that's what we have listed right there. Now, the outside local. The outside local, once again, this is the location. This is where you are viewing it from. The location is the outside device. And so here we're looking at our web server. This is our web server. You're standing here and you're looking at the web server. I'm just gonna write WS here for web server, meaning this device down here. You're looking at that. Your point of view, once again, is you're on the local network. You're inside the network looking at the web server. What address are you gonna to use to get there? The address you're gonna use is actually the IP address for the web server itself, 209.165.201.1. The device is located outside my network, but my point of view is from the inside of my network. What address am I gonna use? I'm gonna use that IP address on the internet that's routable. And so that IP address then comes up to here. The next one is inside global. Once again, this is location, this is point of view. The device we're looking at is on the inside. So we are looking at PC1 here but we are on the outside of our network. So we're on the outside of our network here. We're looking at PC1 here. I'm just gonna write PC1 so I'm not crossing a lot of lines. So we are looking there. What address am I going to use to get there? The address we're gonna use is the address located right here. Now, why are we gonna use this? You could be anywhere outside of the, this network. You could be across the street, across the town, or halfway around the world. 
And so you need to have an IP address that's publicly routable. So that's one of your public IP addresses on a device that does your network address translation. That is this interface right here. That's the public side of R2. Then when that request gets here to this IP address, and that IP address is 209.165.200.226. So that's that. But when the request actually makes it to this interface, R2 does our translation for us. R2 does NAT. It takes that publicly accessible address, that destination IP address of the 209.165.200, and then translates it into something we can use on the internal of our network. The internal of our network is 192.168.10.10. And so it translates that from a 209.165. whatever into a 192.168. whatever. It does that translation. When it does that translation, then we can go ahead and deliver it to our destination. So once again, that was inside global. So the device is located inside, which means it's PC1, and your point of view is from the outside the internet. And so this is the address you would use to get there. And then our outside global. So once again, outside is our location. Global is our point of view. So we're looking at the device that's located outside, which is our web server. Our point of view is out here on the internet somewhere. So we are viewing from right here to our web server. What IP address would you use? Well, you would use the publicly accessible address of 209.165.201.1. This is the address that is our outside global. When we look here, we can see that a lot of times the outside local, the outside local address 209 .165.200.1 and the outside global is a lot of times the same address because once again outside is referring to that device located outside of our network which is our web server and to get to it because it has a publicly routable IP address it would be that same IP address for outside local and outside global the inside Global is typically the out IP address on the router. That's that global IP address. And the inside local address is typically a private IP address. And to recap, recap, inside and outside is typically your device location. And local versus global is your point of view. Where are you viewing it from? It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on network address translation characteristics. If you like this episode and got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com and you can get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I put there just for you. 
Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.